0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Greetings, another powerful rendition of Evolutionary Voodoo New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes All is truly and indeed a blessing You can just see me on the air uh, Greetings, come on in Come on in Greetings,
0: lovely Greetings, so lots of Greetings, happy birthday Greetings and blessings
1: Eshu o si is the respected elder who flogs, confronts, and uncovers fools. The one who uses, I'm sorry, the owner of, um, I'm sorry, Obatala, I'm sorry, the one versed in mysteries uses truth to own you. I'm trying to do too many things at one time behind behind the screen, y'all. He caused a scatter to feed poverty. Obatala shakes rascals to have sacrifice. The owner of warnings is the one who is Eshu. Aboru, Aboye, Ashe. May our Ebo reach a room. May our Ebo accept it. May our Ebo allow what we desire to come to pass. And so we say, Ashe. Ashe-o. hope my camera is okay. I had to move it around. That was mainly why I was distracted. Divine All-Blessed, Peace and Love, Joy and Prosperity, Elevation, Revelations and Manifestation. You are now sitting live with the Divine Prince. Pan-African Spiritualist, Practitioner, Author and Advisor. Elagun Oloye Hudu Obeya Bokur sharing with you in all things mystical, spiritual, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African, Hoodoo, world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is indeed my constant prayer. It is my mantra, my affirmation, my reverberation, my reiteration, and it is indeed my ever-living reality. All is a blessing. It's crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, The way I teach, the way I see the world, the way I walk in the world, ultimately my demonstration in the world. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding. It is the place that I begin. It is the place where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that ultimately I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed oh, reality. And so it is. I Ashe, Ashe, oh, Ashe. And for my new listeners, my new viewers, it simply means whatever the weather Whatever the weather, it ultimately works out for my good. It simply means that we have to be able to see through whatever the circumstance, whatever the illusion of a challenge, an issue, a block, a complication, and find the place of empowerment within it. And snatch that out of the hands of the devil. (laughs) And then keep moving forward. I'm grateful for one, eleven, twenty, twenty-one. For those of you who are doing the math, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you, live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally, from this working temple of the house of the divine prince, Thai Potions, Hoodoo Central, in this beautiful, historic, legendary, some would say most haunted. Enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana. And yes, indeed, it is a little bit cold. (laughs) I can't handle that Midwest temperature anymore. After a few decades of living in New Orleans, I I couldn't imagine having to survive a Chicago winter, a D.C. winter. My head is off to you, but today it's on. Uh, and, And understand, I got the heat on. Okay, I could heat on 75 in every room in the house, Uh, but when you have a house with such high ceilings and such um, an old historic structure, uh, you're going to get drafts. And so um, thank you for noting, uh, (laughs) beloved, for my local New Orleanian listeners and participants, but also for my international uh, and national participants who care. Uh, about the weather of New Orleans. It's just a little bit, just a little bit nippy. Uh, Denise Augustine said it ain't that cold, but um, my demonstration probably reflects uh, how I feel um, about the weather. But I'm always grateful to be uh, hailing from the land of my ancestors, but also the land for which I actively to and participate and operate in. Our indigenous ancestors, those who came before us understood clearly that there's a reciprocal even exchange with nature. For indeed there is no Buddha without nature. And so there's a reciprocal relationship to the plants, to the minerals, to the trees, to the herbs. And we borrow from that which we need, that for which we need, and then we give back to ensure that it survives for the next generation, it survives for the next need, the next usage. I'm always amazed by what comes up out of the ground in New Orleans. Uh, Some of you call them weeds. Uh, but, but today, with modern technology, we can identify plants, with, often with a photograph. And it's amazing to me what our ancestors knew was available to them, what they created so that it would be available to them. There's a reason we have such a prolifer- proliferation of certain fruit trees, of certain nut trees, of certain edible plants, you know, that many of you call wild that our ancestors knew were food, and in many cases were medicine, and in all cases, spirit. I know you all have been watching the weather. You've been paying attention to the poly tricks of the day. Greetings, Manchester. (laughs) And when I see weather like yours and weather like St. Louis and Chicago right now, you know, I show I show gratitude I, I say okay New Orleans ain't that cold but it's cold for New Orleans <laughs> yes indeed um I know we've all been paying attention to the poly tricks of the day to the weather of the day whether you're in UK or in the USA or in Africa in Uganda or in Nigeria uh, in, in my Twitter feed it's almost all political and um I make an apology, um, not necessarily that I've done anything, but I make an apology to my friends and followers. J.P. Terrell understands, um, who might say I, I don't post enough astrology. I don't post enough numerology. I don't post enough, you know, psychic pop culture, you know. And my elders ingrained in me the importance, the necessity, the role, that we play in the community. It's more than just personal healing, for indeed personal healing leads to the healing of the family, the community, the nation. That's indeed foundational, but we have to be active in the community. We can't be blind, we can't be deaf, we can't be silent, you know, like the signifying monkey. Which then was retranslated into those three monkeys, one with the hand. Uh huh. Right. We can't be. That's the trick. That issue. Issue. Okay. We can't be absent from reality. And so the people who seek us out, the people who want divination, the people who seek readings, the people who want to fix their career, their education, their love life, etc. Also living in the real world, I heard one audience say, "It ain't our business. We ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm I'm staying out of this." But the reality is, it is your business. It is our house. It is our land. We created. Ancestors created. Blood, sweat, tears, and indeed, we have an investment. You're here, you pay taxes, just like I do. So indeed, it matters. It matters. And at the root of it all, unfortunately, comes right back to race. At the root of everything. At the root of what votes are being overturned, the black communities. At the root of, you know, many of the symbolisms that showed up on a Wednesday, the noose. You know, come on now. It, it it always in America, and listen, I understand my international audience does not get this, and that and that's why I invite you, Africa, to be a part of this conversation, to be a part of this communication, because your voice is needed, your voice is necessary. I see you in social media, I see you in Twitter, I see you in Facebook. I read what Ghana and Nigeria and South Africa, you know, and, and Ethiopia have to say uh, about America, and particularly black Americans. And we need to understand that there's misrepresentation, there's misinformation, there's lies and mistruths that have been fostered over the generations on both sides of the ocean. In Africa, in the U.K., in, in India, etc. It we indeed exist in an international environment, whether you're there yet or not, that's what it is. You got WWW, you got internet, you got devices. We, we live in an international world now with many villages, many tribes, many ethnic groups, many principalities and nationalities and rulers of, <laughs> okay, I don't want to start quoting scripture, rulers of, you know, the evil that darkness that exists in this world. So we can't say that we aren't involved. We can't say it doesn't affect us. We can't say it's not our business. You know, now how we respond is still our choice. To what degree we get involved is still our choice. Division of labor is still our choice. Everybody's not a soldier. Everybody's not a soldier. Everybody's not a banker, everybody's not
0: a, a, a
1: metallurgist. You know, we all have our position, if you will, within the dynamics of of life. And so find your place. There's no such thing as sitting back watching, sitting back. There's no, There's no such thing. If you have children and your children are exposed to media, you have to have a conversation. So there are ways, even subtle ways, even Passive ways to be an influence, to be effective in, as a regards to what we're living in, what we're experiencing. The, the reality that, that is our new reality, we've been talking about this since what, March? There is no going back to this is a new reality. Now, now, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? What book do you now produce? What music do you now produce? What movies and documentaries do you now produce? What things do you now occupy your time with? Because of the shift in weather. For my new audience, weather, all things that we can't control, all things that happen as a a course of, of, I hate to use the word normal, but as a course of normal life, uh, I call that weather. We all deal with taxes, we all deal with with relationships. We all deal with friendships. We all deal with you know em, employee issues, we all deal with rain, sleet, snow, cold, earthquakes, volcanoes, not just all at once and and often not always at all at one time. but we counted all weather. And so you prepare for the weather. You have covering for the weather. You have protection for the weather while you plan your next move, while you plan your next position in the world. Uh, Greetings, Arisha, beloved. Greetings, uh, Chef Bougie. Welcome. Thank you so much for staying with me. Thank you so much for sticking with me. Um, and, 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 And for my Patreon audience, I'm grateful to you. Listen, I'm overwhelmed. I told you all months ago, I'm overwhelmed. I could use a little help. Um, and and doing all the various things that we got going on here, both here on the ground as well as in the virtual world. I just need people that have skills and experience and a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of know-how to move some of these things forward. I'm grateful for those who are hanging on with me in in my Patreon. I'm going to get caught up. Please, I'm going to get caught up. And my God children, you you know, you all are always welcome to call me, text me, email me, uh, as Arisha will do. (laughs) I love that about Arisha. Um, and, And just let me know what's happening. Let me know how I can meet your needs. Let me know how I can help you to fulfill your purpose. And so as we move into 2021, I'm well aware of the numbers. I'm well aware of the numerology, the astrology, the history the predictions, I've even been going through a little Nostradamus in the last week or so. You know, I'm well aware of the weather and I'm well aware of my role, my position. So my job is to create and create a reality that mirrors our best interests, to create a space in both the virtual world and the real world for authentic voodoo practice and tradition to survive and to grow and to live beyond me and, and this generation, but to be an alternative if not a solution for present and coming generations. Many of you are holding on to holding on to something that's not feeding you anymore.
0: That's not meeting
1: your need anymore. That's not hitting you spiritually and, and the soul level, and, and it's not helping to um, fulfill your reality anymore. And some hold on because of tradition. Some hold on because mama and grandmama still holding on. Some hold on because they can't figure out how they're going to navigate within the community that they live in once they admit that they acknowledge Ansel. once they admit that they acknowledge Orisha. I walk that. Been there, done that. I'm not just gifting you some philosophy, something out of a book. I'm I'm gifting you my own experience. Been there, done that. Got two parents that I consider light and dark, good and evil, the angel and the devil, you know. And from that, from that, I understand wholeheartedly that journey, that walk, Into ATR traditional African based religious systems, traditional indigenous based spiritual systems for those indigenous to this land, for those indigenous to to many lands, we must stop referring to the indigenous as somehow a minority, okay, when indeed they are the originators. And so I get the politics of culture and spirituality and religion and community. But, man, when we look at the events of the day, how easily people are able to create a recreate a reality that's not real, that's harmful to us, that's destructive to us, and have millions of people ride it. Ride it to the point that now they're in a quandary. <laughs> if you've seen some of the pictures and the video of some of these people who are now in the hands of the Fed, you know, now it ain't got real them. When it's been real for us for 400, 500 years, it's been real for us. It's real every time a black man steps out of his door. It's real every time a black woman steps out of her house. And when we think about Breonna Taylor and and many others, we don't have to step out of our house. We don't have to roll out of the bed. We don't have to be assaulting the Capitol. We don't have to be carrying uh, military-grade weaponry. We don't have to be carrying, you know, uh, wrist ties. You know, we don't have to be doing any of that. And it's full-on assault. And so th- this reality is a reality that we've always been familiar with. But in no way can we say, that's not my battle. That that doesn't affect me. I have nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that. And what to do with us. And, and when these changes happen in our culture, somebody I know likes to say shit rolls downhill. Ultimately, the pushback always comes back to us. And, and, and shit rolls downhill literally. How many of you know that not only did they break into the Capitol, but they defecated all over the place? They, they didn't just steal lecterns. They didn't just... You know, steal documents and paperwork They didn't just, you know Get shot in the process They didn't just attack and beat Black Police officers And call them all kind of You know, illicit names They defecated All over the capital These supposed military Personnel, these supposed Police officers, these supposed Mega maniacs These supposed Conservative defecated all over the Capitol. And black and white officers had to clean it up. Had to clean it up. Because of the nature of that, the graphic nature of that. You didn't see that on the 5 o'clock news. But it's everywhere in Twitter. The information is out there. The pictures are out there. The videos are out there. This is the dynamic of the world that we are existing in. So that need for something magical, that need for something spiritual, that need for something empowering is greater now than it has ever been. And our desire to be able to affect our reality is greater now than it's ever been. So that reconnection to what's indigenous, to what's ancestral, to what got those who came before us through is standing up in us once again. And for that, I'm grateful. For that, I'm grateful. I am because my creators are. I am because my ancestors are all powerful, all knowing, all present, evident, and all that we might say, do, think, act, or demonstrate. And when we're conscious of that, when you're aware of that, it becomes easier to say when you know better, you do better. It becomes much easier to say that. It becomes much easier to stand in that. Courageous Umi, greetings, beloved. Thank you so much for showing up with us. You're welcome, beloved. Um, ooh, I don't know how to respond. What's elbow cough? What's, what's that about? Okay. Okay. Are you Okay. Because <laughs> I don't listen the the, the Corona thing is at an all time high. It's at an all time fight. Um, I'm not going to keep paying for the Block Talk Radio. People are not going to use the phone, so thirty minutes is enough for Block Talk Radio. But back to the elbow cough. What's that about? Uh, <laughs> courageous, Omi. Did I miss something? Thank you so much, Chef Bougie. Um, it, it's all I know. It's all that I can do. It is my position. It is my role in this battle. We are at war. That's what I told you. (laughs) We are at war if you don't understand. I see people who deliver like that earth my nerves. You're not really ring the bell, but then you beat on the door like you the Fed, <laughs> And it's just a delivery, so forgive me, y'all. Um, yeah, that news has everything to do with us. The heat, the furor, if you will, no pun intended, behind what's happening has everything to do with us. It has everything to do with the, the count. It has everything to do with their attitude.
0: Oh, my God. To it it
1: turns out they delivered in two boxes. And mind you, when I get to the door, they back to the vehicle. They're absolutely avoiding any kind of contact with me at all. I don't know if that's the COVID or the voodoo. But, yeah, it has everything to do with us. It has everything to do with us. It has everything to do with our effect on the vote. It has everything to do with what went on with the vote in Georgia. And and now the shift in, in the Congress, it has everything to do with us. And anytime, let's keep it real, anytime they go into Democrat, Republican, left, right, liberal, conservative, it's about us. It's about us and people of color and the ethnic minorities and the poor in America. And I know sometimes my brothers and sisters in Nigeria don't understand that. We're we not all rich. We're, we're not all rolling in dough in America. The average American is, is just surviving. It's just making it on their job, on their income, on, on their streams of, of revenue, if you will. We still have an elite number who controls everything, including religion. And, and it's a conversation we don't like to discuss in ATR. There's an elite number who are attempting to control the dissemination of ATR traditions, the economy attached to ATR traditions, because there Um, is an economy. When you start talking about machetes and cauldron pots and, and incense and frankincense and charcoal, there's an economy naturally attached to spirituality and religion. And there's an elite group that would seek to control that. And not just from outside our community, even within our community. When we look at some of our cities and look at what we call black organizational communities, there's an elite group, elite group of of gatekeepers that, that would otherwise decide what's black enough, what's important enough, where we as a community should and would put our resources. And when you don't operate within that vein, there's a pushback. When you don't toe the line, when you don't maintain the status quo, there's a pushback. So for my brothers and sisters internationally who don't get it, who who think that everything should be easy, you know, for the black living in, in America, it is indeed not. It is not. The challenges that we face uh, from nation to nation, from continent to continent, are, are different. So we have challenges. My Ghanaians and my Nigerian brothers have challenges. My Liberian brothers have challenges. My Egyptian brothers have challenges. But they're unique to your region. They're unique to the politics of your region. They're unique to the control often of religion in your region and so if you live in one part of the world religion might take a stronger position of control if you live in another it might be your government you know like the uk or 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 the us and the politicians behind uh, the government so there's no greater time than now to be rooted in something to be grounded in something and to be grounded in something real and aside from all the politics tricks and the madness and the political theater that went on, again, I want you to, to go beyond that and look at how easy it was for them to create a fictional reality that became real for them. Became real for them. And so we, we have to stop being victim, we have to stop waiting for things to happen. We have to stop being reactive and be more proactive in our spiritual demonstration. Be more proactive in in our work. Be more proactive in your magic, beloved. I get it, you know. Bring back my lover. I get it. I do, you know. But reach higher. There's a higher octave that can include those things that you want, that you need, that you desire. But grow higher, reach higher. We are in a completely different vibration right now. Understand, if, if you ain't seeing it physically with your eyes, certainly your spiritual eye, we are living in a completely different vibration right now. And so for those who are empowered, please continue to move forward, for those who are seeking empowerment, it, it, it's there for you to obtain, it's there for you to to accept, it's there for you to, to learn, it's there for you to then manifest. Um, let me check on my chat now, because I get to talking and I lose track of my chat. I'm so grateful for everyone uh, present, both my Blog Talk Radio Archive listeners and uh, those live here with me. Uh, Yes, the irony that these patriots caused the death of two cops and the injuries of of many other people. I'm sure you know, Naima, the the media is going to focus, and maybe rightly so, on the injured, you know, politician, the injured cop, even the offending politician like the West Virginian. Uh, You know, the media is going to absolutely shine a light on them. But just think about those who were injured behind those two cops. And, and, and during that death of two cops, if you notice, they still haven't – ain't no police, ain't no feds came out and gave no real report about that and said exactly what went on. But, again, if you were in social media – and I know some of y'all ain't got time. I don't have time <laughs> to be in social media 24 hours a day. But sometimes, you know, I catch stuff, especially in Twitter – And um, you see it, you see it live, you see it in the moment. And sometimes, you know, if you go back an hour later, it's gone, you know, just like any other media site. uh, They they snatch it or take it down. But if you're there, you know, you kept stuff. So I saw the attack on the black officers. I saw it. They they not only... um, attack them they, they used American flags to do it something that them beat them with the, the American flagpole i mean it was it was crazy it was crazy so for my brothers and sisters in in Uganda who who say this ain't got nothing to do with us to my brothers and sisters in America who say this ain't got nothing to do with us it's got everything to do with us everything to do with us Uh, yes, they have a groupthink mentality, and they will get on code with each other in a heartbeat. Now, let's let's do some shadow work. Do we have a groupthink mentality? Do we in your community in London, in your community in in Chicago, do we have a groupthink mentality? Have we seen groupthink mentality demonstrated? So it's a human condition. And it's there for a reason. Uh, let's be clear. It's there for a reason. Now, now, we aren't like gazelles, you know, who see the lion coming and they all sort of take off. And, you know, we aren't like geese, you know, who fly, you know, sort of in a... But but, are we? Aren't we at some level? And And, and particularly when we think about the black
0: church,
1: the black community, what we say is black and then what's marketed to us as black. There's a stereotype there that's being followed. There's a narrative there that's being followed. And, and often a narrative that don't include me or don't include people like me. You know, I I, I look at that list and no, I don't do that. and I don't eat that. And you know, I'm, I'm in a whole nother world than the, the quote-unquote stereotype. So that then puts you in another stereotypical, you know, targeted group. And in, in, in the whole groupthink mentality It's something human that needs to reduce things to a common denominator, that needs to make things simple to remember, simple to digest, simple to, to identify. And, and again, I guess going back into the shadow work, we have to go back into our animal nature. We are not that far removed from the lemur. We are not that far removed from, you know, the, the ape. We're not that far removed from nature, from nature. And so we, you learn to identify what's good or what's bad. It reminds me of the, the baby doll test. You know that keeps coming back every decade. You know where you present the dolls, multi-ethnic dolls to to the children. Usually, I think you know first grade or younger, maybe third grade or younger. And you ask questions like, which one is more attractive? Which one is more successful? You know, and, and children, again, that's a that's a demonstration of groupthink. Am I correct? Arisa, that's a demonstration of groupthink. And then there's a household like mine where we weren't even allowed to watch programs that didn't have no black people on it in the 70s and into the early 80s. Unless it was the news, educational, or documentary, we weren't allowed to have toys. We weren't allowed to have imagery in my household that didn't reflect us. So I'm I'm with you on the groupthink. Uh, I I am. And I've seen groupthink, you know, manifest in in various ways, even, again, in our own community, um, depending on the the balance. Uh, I once lived in in an enclave community uh, in Atlanta uh, on the west side, you know, and it was primarily Muslims and uh, what they used to call Buddha heads. Uh, but Rastas, um, some of the groups that are not quite Rastafarian, but a little bit more orthodox, Bobo dreads, you know, and so they were in that community, they were the majority. And, again, I saw groupthink happening there. We see groupthink in churches where the pastor, the priest uh, can, and, and I say pastor first. Because I'm not Catholic, Um, I'm not sure to what degree priests are even allowed to sort of interject politics into the conversation on a Sunday, but I know in the church they absolutely do. And so there's a group thing, and everybody sort of goes along with the prevailing predominant uh, ideal, and individualism gets muffled. In the process, at the least, you know, at at the worst, you get demonized, you know, you get bastardized, you know, the the rumors, you know, that never cease, that always prevail, you know, because people just like a good rumor. And in the absence of more authentic information, the group thing says you go along with the rumor you go along with what it well everybody said well I heard and so yeah groupthink is a human thing uh, and, and I would say that it if I haven't already suggested it it's on the lower animalistic uh, nature of who we are as human beings as gods as goddesses and, and people operating in Christ consciousness we have to rise above groupthink You have to. And we also have to rise above the artificial perimeters and boundaries that we exist in. Ethnically, racially, culturally, economically. You know, by the blessing of my, you know, my childhood and and being a young person on the street, um, I learned how to communicate with people from every demographic. I had to communicate with people. From every demographic, I remember being homeless in New York City, and having lunch in the highest ivory tower with with people who I'm not even going to name. <laughs> you know, well known, famous, celebrity, whatever the case might have been. But but living in the ivory towers of of Manhattan, and and then would be in line at five o'clock to get into to make sure I didn't lose my bed. You know at, at at Saint, uh, what is it? Uh, Saint Cathedral of, of John the Divine, the Cathedral of John Saint John Divine in New York City. <clears throat> That's where I was living at. So I've I've had to, I've had to learn to communicate with rich, poor, black, white, the healthy, the not so healthy, you know, the addictive. You know, I've had to, but as a community, as a society, that groupthink mentality, you know, is still alive and well. In some cases I would say it's stronger now than ever before. Uh, we have a more uh, utilitarian, militarized um, group think kind of activity going on. Red against the blue, straight against the gay, you know, gay against transsexual. You know, it's, again, reducing it down to its least common denominator. You know, over stereotyping, over simplifying and, and removing relationship building out of the equation. Because when there's no relationship building or no ability to manifest relationship building skills, then it's much easier to be victim of Groupthink, and that's another uh, sad but unfortunate reality of of this present time that we live in. Even when we look at social media and internet and our, our devices, people have lost social building skills. That's why you need eHarmony and all these other <laughs> crazy pay sites, you know, to do the same thing that you could do in Twitter. The same thing you could do in Facebook, but, you, but you've got a subscription, you know, for some algorithm to, to really help you to do what relationship building skills bring us, and that's communication. Ask questions. Talk things out. Be willing to hear someone else's experience, not just listening to hear your own voice come back at you not just listening to hear what you believe mimicked back at you. So, yeah, people have a problem with my following. I, I got a little bit of everybody in, in in my following, and and I'm willing to hear a little bit of everybody, even people that I don't necessarily agree with, even positions that I don't necessarily ride with. Now, I, I draw a line. <laughs> Absolutely, I draw a line. Now, there, there comes a line. I, I got an associate, been acting and, and, and performing, you know, in the same circles for many years. And so I understood your whole Trumpster thing <laughs> four years ago, five years ago. I, I understood it then. And, and and we still managed to, you know, interact, be in a space virtually and in the real world without any conflict, without any confusion. Every now and then you post something I like. every now and then I post something you like, but I knew I knew that whole Trump thing with this particular person five years ago, but today now today it's it's too much and and now you're posting and commenting when you haven't been really posting and commenting that much directly on my stuff for the last four years, but now you're posting. And, 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 and you're you know, it's the tick for tat. Well, the liberals did it. The Black Lives Matter got away with when there's absolutely no comparison at all. I heard someone try to compare uh, Maxine Waters saying, "Take it to the streets as the same thing as what happened in the last week with this insurrection. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. And we don't take it to the streets and attack official federal buildings. You know, we don't do that. We don't defecate in the Capitol. That ain't no Black Lives Matter. That, that ain't no Antifa. And let me be clear, Antifa's not a real organization, y'all. Antifa is a, is a belief. It, it, it's a philosophy. It, it's an ideology. It is not a real organization. So, so it's again, it's a code word. It's a cover word for them black folks, them civil rights folks, them, you know, them left folks. It's a code word for nonsense. So there's no organization Antifa. There's no LLC for Antifa. That's not real. So when they say, oh, it's Antifa, it's because they can't say, oh, it's Black Lives Matter. And... We know Black Lives Matter ain't have nothing to do with what went on Wednesday. I was in Twitter watching in a real time. Black Lives Matter ain't had nothing to do with that. Now, were there one or two people of darker hue out there? Yeah. And they're probably, you know, cult members of the mega maniacs. But there was no Black Lives Matter out there. There was no Antifa out there. And You know, for those of us who weren't there, who weren't in DC, who feel in whatever part of the world you live and exist in right now that this doesn't affect you, you're sadly mistaken. It will affect democracy and how democracy is viewed and seen and understood all over the world. It is reasons for, you know, hostile nations to feel a little bit vindicated right now, based on this this behavior. Hey, Nina Lloyd. Greetings, beloved. Greetings and salutations. Uh, Greetings, Cherie Thomas. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. All-out assault on our unity. All-out assault and our unity is our survival. Absolutely, Chef Bougie. Uh, I was seeing what you wrote, but I was also thinking it was an all out of thought on our unity and our survival. But, yes, our unity is our survival. But, again, as long as we have elite organizations within our community determining who gets resources, determining who should be heard, Determining what you know is important. In some ways, symbolically, I see that in in places like a Twitter, you know, the whole blue dot thing. I'm beginning to see the whole blue dot thing as a fraud. I'm beginning to see some of the million follower profiles as a fraud. Uh, when you can buy followers, when you can buy automation, and indeed, when you're a celebrity or public figure, you know, it's it's really easy to, to amass, you know, a, a following of such. But then I've seen people with five hundred followers with a blue dot. I've seen people with, you know, eleven hundred followers, you know, with a with a blue dot, who are not nearly as visible on record, on film, on Michael Fish as I am, who who don't have no blue dot. So I'm beginning to see even that as a fraudulent manipulation, because many of us will flock to what, oh, well, that's the popular page. That's the popular site. And sometimes I look at what's being said, what's being offered. It's a regurgitation of your post. It's a regurgitation of what you said, except you ain't got a million followers and a blue dot. And so the attention is not levied in the same way. And of course, we've seen those same people misuse their blue dot and their celebrity. So, so I'm completely over, you know, whether I have a million followers or not. I'm completely over whether you like me or not. I'm completely over if you find me entertaining or not. You know, if I am entertaining, great, but that's not why I'm here. It's not my purpose. That is not my ultimate message. And I'm grateful for those who get that, like Chef Bougie um, and his beloved queen, Orisha. Uh, uh, I, I am grateful for people who get that, who are doing the work, who are reprogramming and reversing the madness that we've all come through and, and creating a, a sacred space now in, the, in this moment for themselves, for their mates, I'm grateful for, you know, the young person, you know, whose mother is communicating with me, whose grandmother is in communication with me. I'm grateful for the families that are in communication with me. When my oldest clients is 86 years old. I hear from her at least twice, three times a week, <laughs> sometimes three times in a day. Um, and then her daughter. Is closer to my age, and then the granddaughters, you know, and, and the nieces, and you know, it, it's humbling. It, it says that there indeed will be a day where the old crutches, the old institutions that we were either forced into, programmed into, thought was our only option, that we now know that there's somewhere else that we can build and build from for our health, our wellness our prosperity, our safety, our protection, and even in madness like this, even in madness like this, I mean, it, it has had the effect on me. Uh, the Wednesday it, it, it incident, for those who ain't clear about what I'm talking about, it has had the effect on me to where um, I'm a little bit more ritualized. They talk about being radicalized. I'm a little bit more ritualized now. And so, indeed, I'm getting up and I'm paying attention to the to the ritual cycle. I'm acknowledging the ritual calendars. I'm acknowledging the powers that, that stand up in the day. No one knows what lies at the bottom of the sea, only but the, the depths and the mysteries of consciousness and dark matter and, and the gods and cre- creators and co-creators of the universe, say for Olokun, understand some mysteries that lie at the bottom of the sea only but the foam and the waves and the and the illusion of movement at the top do we see do we comprehend we see the mermaids we see the hermaids and the hemmaids and, and and the sea creatures and 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 the, and the life that exists Closest to our degree of consciousness, closest to our degree of awareness, but only Olokun and the master creators know what exists, what lies at the bottom of the oceans, what lies at the, at the dark spaces of our consciousness, what lies in the depth of our ability to bring forth magic, powerful magic. In this time, in modern time, in right now time, we, of course, acknowledge the powers of divination. Someone said, you know, Marie Laveau heard gossip and and manipulated gossip and, and, and digested, you know, the business of the community while doing her hair care services. And that was a source of her power. While then going on later to say, you know, that our primary purpose for operating in the realm of root work and conjure and voodoo and hoodoo and obeah is healing and protection. Our primary purpose, healing, wellness, balance, rebalance, cleansing, protection, security, nourishment. Empowerment And then we deal with Foolishness Then we cut the heads off snakes Then we cut the heads off devils Then we battle Foolishness In in the real world and in the spirit realm But from a healthy place People who are going to do Are already doing People who are going to move Are already in motion <laughs> Okay <laughs> From the moment you From the moment you experience From the moment you witness That charge goes off in you And let me tell you It's it's changed my schedule It's changed my sleeping habit It's changed where where I'm focusing my energy it's, It's changed how I'm now Personalizing My relationship With each and every one of you Because at the end of the day What's real Is what you believe To be real What's real is what you understand and accept to be real. What's real is what you stand on and act on and demonstrate from a place of understanding what's real. So how real was insurrection and revolution (laughs) for these people? How real was that? I would tell you it's as real as 400 years. It's as real as red coats and white supremacy and the KKK. It's as real as the black code, (laughs) okay? It's as real as the brown paper bag test. It's as real as the patriotic test. It's very real. And it's already, already on your stoop, already. I don't care where you live in the world, it's already on your stoop. It's already affecting how you live. It's already affecting what you have to do tomorrow, the next day, the next move. It already is. It already is. So who are you? What are you? What are you going to be? How are you going to represent in this 2021 moment in time space? How committed are you really to Ancestors? Really? How committed are you really to ATR practice? This is no hobby for me. This is no part time fantasy thing for me. This ain't what I do in my downtime. This is my downtime. This is my uptime. This is my time. This is my time. So, what are you going to do? Now, how easy, how easy (laughs) it was for so-called verified people, people who probably have had, you know, uh, government background checks and federal security checks. How easy was it for them to fall into the belief of this nonsense and take that kind of action, that kind of move? While we sit back talking about I'm working Oshun, I'm working Shango, to do what? You root working and Conjuring to do what exactly? So forgive me, beloved, if my Twitter is too political for you right now. Forgive me if my Twitter got too much news and information, if my Facebook got too much, you know, reading involved on it. It's a reality of the world we live in. It don't mean ain't no voodoo going on. Voodoo is absolutely going on. More now than ever before. More now in this moment than this moment last year. More now in this moment than January of, of 2020. Voodoo is on the move. Understand. Understand. Voodoo is growing. People are getting their work done. People are seeking communities, are seeking Elays are seeking houses, are seeking godparents, are seeking mentors, and, and they're not just talking about it anymore. They they moving on it. So just as easily as that Wednesday happened under under the cloak of darkness, under the cloak of ignorance, I don't know what the cloak was because we knew it was coming. I don't understand why they didn't understand that it was coming. But just as easily as that movement, sort of, why can't we? Why can't Voodoo and Hoodoo and Obia and Ifa and Acon right here? Why can't we? Our mecca of ATR in the U.S. is New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana. Understand, New Orleans, Louisiana, this is our Mecca of H.T.R. right here. This is our sacred ground for those who named and unnamed ancestors right here. I don't care if you're Geechee. I don't care if you indigenous. This Congo Square was sacred ground for the Homa Indians before enslavement made it into the records. So this is sacred ground right here. This ground zero right here for building and connecting and coming together and creating a reality that mirrors many of you all's private interests. Bring the hoodoo out of the closet now. Bring the voodoo out of the closet. I had this conversation with one of my beloveds in the last week. I get it. You know, how do I explain now to mama and grandmama and, you know, my friends and my sisters and my brothers what I'm doing? And for some of us, you have to just go into meditation, uh, sabbatical, uh, maybe a little bit of isolation, and get yourself together. Unfortunately, I had to separate myself. My family didn't know if I was alive or dead for 10 years. While I try to get myself together, while I healed. You don't go and disappear out of anger and and, and and then just hold on to that. You gotta separate yourself long enough to heal and be able to address and do your work in shadow work. And I thank God for Paul Marshall, Denver, Colorado, who was there with me during my uh depressive shadow work years while I wouldn't leave the house where I was depressed most of the time. I'm somebody in my 20s now, um, where I was trying to work through my own darkness, you know. And, and at the same time, learning the practices, you know, and there's a thing about doing, I don't care what your religion is, it doesn't matter to me. There's a certain thing about doing it, ritualizing it, you know, making it religious, you go to church on Saturday, Sunday, you know, you do, you know, you pass the plate. you know, it's a whole nother level when we go into the spirit realm. Many people walk through those doors, those temple places, and are just going through the motions and are not really going into the spirit realm, have never had a real spiritual contact with how you call God, Jehovah, Jesus I don't care what tradition you're in, Allah, many people have never heard the real voice of God, have never had a real experience, and are just going through the motions. And then, unfortunately, you then judge the practices as, as not real or not worthy or just just not meeting the need. And I'm not talking about, you know, people in polytricks and drama. I'm not talking about that. This is personal. But then there's those of us who are so hungry, so thirsty, so needy, so at the bottom was I. So suicidal was I. So filled with darkness and regret and and, and a feeling of, of nothing was ever going to change was I. When the light came on. When I stepped into that. Multi-dimensional space that altered my reality forever, forever. And it was real, and it was genuine, and it was authentic, and it was empowering, and it was nurturing, and it provided growth. And then when I was strong enough, in fact, when I was strong enough, my mama called me. So, hey, things are changing on my end. I, I've gotten out of this abusive relationship. I, I'm, I'm in a safe house. I, I, I'm gonna be okay. And so I knew from experience the power of ancestors, the power of loa and orisha, the power of really taking these practices. Greeting Cherie Thomas, beloved, um, seriously. Greetings, Mom. Thank you so much for being a participant and a visitor. I love you dearly. Um, yeah, T1, I like that. Don't mistake the leading blacks as black leaders. I can't agree with that more. And not as a meme, not as some quick thing that we say that look cute in social media. No, as a real fact. As a real fact. And it doesn't mean that we should, you know, be distrustful of everybody, that we should be distrustful of anybody with a title, anybody, you know, with success, anybody with money, because we do see that uh, also manifest in our community. And so there's a divide there, you know, where we prevent ourselves from seeing and learning and absorbing that which is needed. But I get the premise you know, leading Blacks as Black leaders. Uh, Again, I look at, you know, the profile with a million followers and a blue dot, and then I look about what they're saying. I look about what is the message. I look at, you know, what is the subliminals. Sometimes there's a subliminal message that's, that's going on, you know, and that helps me to better determine value. When it comes to these these leaders in our community and what exactly, you know, do these leaders and organizations do? Yes, Craig Burns says the nature of oppression differs from place to place, yet the outcome is generally the same. Absolutely. Listen, my South African listeners, I love y'all dearly. I do. I understand the whole, what is it, xenophobia thing that's going on and the and, uh, fear and apprehension and conflict with quote-unquote foreigners. And for those of you who are new to this topic, foreigners meaning ethnic groups. You know, you can't be a Nigerian or a Ghanaian and just go into South Africa and open up a business without there being some kind of issue in the community. And, and it's a big issue. Some would even say a big problem in South Africa right now. But for my South African listeners, I want you all to understand how much like America you are. You, you are like the flip side of the coin, just like you're the flip side of the world, you know, over the equator. You're like the flip side of the coin. And there's so many similarities, good and bad between South Africa and South African culture and how black folks treat each other and and resonate with what's going on around them uh, to include the political stuff that's going on there right now. It's so similar to us. Yet, we're part of what you would consider the foreigner problem. Um, And for my African-American listeners and participants, understand When the rest of the world is looking at us, they don't see us as separate from Donald Trump and the Republicans and the political leaders and the the popularized people that are on TV, that are on the radio, that are on the Internet, that are in the news, that have a blue dot and and a million followers. And it's assumed that that is a representation of all of us. It's It's assumed that it's a representation of you. I was on a post the other day, and oh, my goodness, I probably shouldn't say this. I might not say this. Um, I have certain hip-hop artists, certain rap artists that I love, that I love from the 1980s up until today. But routinely, I don't listen to hip-hop routinely, I don't listen to rap. And I was apprehensive to say this and and have it be on camera because I I have so many friends in that community. I support so many people in that community. And and I make sure that their name is out and that their projects are out and and play some of their music sometimes over the years on this show. And I have people that I love, 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 love every song they put out, love it. (laughs) You know, but for, you know, I'm not a hip-hop fan, particularly. I'm not a rap fan, particularly. But to a person outside the U.S., that's a part of being Black and of being American. And to some of us in America, that's a part of being Black and being Black American. And so this, this whole idea of the mind, the, the, the groupthink, and the stereotyping, and all of that has to be brought down if we're ever going to defeat the djinn, the spirits, the demons associated with white supremacy, racism, prejudice, both within us and without, around us. Be sure, be sure you heal and get rid of the racism in you. Be sure you heal and get rid of the white supremacy in you, in you, white man white woman, black man, Asian man, Hispanic man or woman, be sure you attack the racism in you. Be sure you attack the white, white supremacy in you. Because like what we saw Wednesday, it is a gin. It is an infection. It is a cult mentality. It, 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 it is a belief in something totally not real, Totally made up, but reinforced as real. If you say something enough times, it becomes real. If you believe something hard enough, it becomes real. And so from a magical spiritual perspective, that's what I'm here to teach. If you believe yourself to be happy enough, it will become real. If you say that you are happy enough times, it will become real. I've tested it. I've tried it. I've been there. I'm not suggesting it's easy, especially if you're in the depths of your feelings, the depths of your depression, the depths of your emotion, the the depths of your grief. I'm not suggesting that it's easy, but it's absolutely doable. It's absolutely empowering. It absolutely works. So if you say you're successful enough, you will become successful. If you believe yourself to be successful enough, you will become successful. It's an, un, it's an inevitable, undeniable, universal law. And I don't care where you live or exist in the world. It doesn't matter. Doesn't mean it is easy. Doesn't mean getting through the illusion of an issue, a block, a challenge, or a complication is easy because gin and demons can be very real. Ghosts can be very real. It can be just as real as as some physical human standing right in front of you. And and yet it's a ghost. And yet it's a gem. Oh Lakeisha Harris. Beloved. Oh my God. You're about to make me emotional. Welcome, welcome, beloved. Thank you so much for being present. Love you. Uh yes, we absolutely must be proactive. So if they can make their false narrative, their false reality real, then so can we. So can you believe something so much, so long, so hard that it becomes real for you. Now the difference is, you know, you reap you so. Karma don't take a break for anyone at any time. You you are going to have to live out the reality of your actions. And, and for me, I'm shocked at how many of them, as they are being now photographed and videotaped uh, with their federal arrests, how shocked they are. What did you th- think was going to happen? What did you expect was going to happen? So there's a line between uh, denial and false reality, and the creating and recreating of a reality that mirrors your best your best interest. And God and the ancestors and the forces and other humans are always susceptible to get in the middle. And so that's why we have to be from, coming from a right place, coming from a healthy place, coming from a proactive place. Uh, yes, Cherie Thomas, they smeared feces throughout the building. These dignified, evangelical, conservative, Republican, Trumplicans smear feces throughout the Capitol. Blessings again, Tasha, beloved, yes. Yeah, we do have groupthink, BS groupthink in our community, in the black community, about what is black, what's not black, what's not black enough, what we should eat, how we should live. Um, yeah Yeah, we do have that uh, I encountered that, you know, with, with that Christian community Not my mother But others in the Christian community You know, who don't get Voodoo, who don't get Having shrines and, and altars You know, set up in your house Who, who You know, who, who don't get it and, and it's okay to not get it It's okay to not understand it But then once it becomes I have to tear it down I have to attack it that's where the problem is, as opposed to let me ask questions, let me learn, let me be exposed to something that might be different. We have this misrepresentation here in America, and with ADOS in particular, ADOS, that like we're all like one nation. When we say unity, we're thinking one nation. We've never been one nation. We've never been one ethnic group. We've never been one family of people. We've always been multi multifamily. We've always been multi-ethnic. And we've lived together. There would be no humanity without it. R- remember now, genetics, you can't ha- procreate with your siblings. You can't procreate with your blood family. You ain't supposed to procreate with people you're related to. So we've always had a universal unity based way of looking at nature. Except nature has its environments. The elephant has its environment, the leopards have their environment, the gazelle have their environment. and indeed we had our environment environments, and then we come together. And and, and this protection, this unified protection now. Is greatly as a result of colonization throughout the world. The idea now that we have to think as Africa as a whole, we have to think as the African community, uh, Pan African as a whole now, to protect any peace. We now have to think in whole terms. Uh, we may not necessarily have had that necessity of. Uh, you know, fifty thousand years ago, when there wasn't as many people, when when everyone had their space, and when you did cross over into someone else's space, you, you acknowledged them, and you acknowledged rules, and you acknowledged uh, protocols. I'm Craig Burns, forgive me, beloved. Um, I don't quite understand your question. Um, so I don't know if we're looking at uh, uh, me and a lack of awareness. Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with that word. I'm trying to find a way to look it up and keep the show moving it's at the same time. So no, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Um, egregory. It's an ancient Greek word. It's an occult concept representing a distinct non-physical entity that arises from a collective group of people. Historically, the concept referred to angel, angelic beings or watchers, and the specific rituals and practices associated with them, namely with the Enochian tradition. Enochian tradition. Yeah. 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 Thank you for introducing that word into uh, the chat and giving me a chance to to look that up. Uh, Yeah, they they absolutely become gens and and living entities unto themselves, and they can encompass groups of people. They can also encompass uh, locations, people, places, and things, but primarily uh, places and groups of people, where people come together. And so, you know, universities, colleges, schools, uh, hospitals, workplaces, uh, certain energies. I remember back in the day, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, I was working at the hospital. Uh, it was required in my household. Uh, my dad didn't allow us to have a normal summer didn't allow us to have normal breaks and vacations. Uh, so, summer, we had to volunteer somewhere. Uh, and I don't regret that, by the way. Um, so, I volunteered at D.C. General Hospital. Um, I worked in geriatrics in the morning. No, no, no. I worked in pediatrics. No, I said it right. I worked in geriatrics in the morning and pediatrics um, in the after, after lunch, in the afternoon. Doing occupational therapy, uh, playing games, drawing, coloring, um, even with grown folk, um, storytelling, you know, things to engage them um, rather than just thinking about being sick, thinking about being in the hospital. Um, and so there was a group think in the hospital. I can remember uh, I was probably 13 or 14 maybe. General Hospital was real popular on television. The soap opera General Hospital, uh, for my international listeners, it's a daytime drama uh, soap opera that that still, I believe, is on television. Um, and then at the same time, I'm volunteering in D.C. General Hospital, and I started writing this uh, play, this story, General Hospital, but based on the real events that were going on in that hospital. Um, And at that age is when I first saw that pattern uh, developing Craig Burns um, over a group, a place, an environment. Everybody there sees certain things. And and for the majority, don't see certain things. Uh, It was really interesting how you could move something out of position and no one would see it. No one would notice it, save for the few. Um, and then that energy, you know, that is attached to the, the uh, I hope I'm saying it right, the egregore, the egregore, um, is palatable. It's something you can feel. It's something you can sense. So even in places in the hospital um, where I was otherwise supposed to be isolated and or alone, um, and this is before we had, you know, cameras everywhere. Um, there was still that feeling that I was being watched, that I was being observed, that something was present in that space. Uh, I remember noting that in the uh, documentary for Nat Geo, uh, Atlas of Cursed Places, uh, noting that we could feel a presence there while we were there. We could, we knew that there was something else there with us, and, and not just us and, and the camera crew, um and, and that was documented there. So, yeah, that, that's a great word. I appreciate that. Um, the Goddess Initiative, I feel like the current group think trend is dangerous. I get the intention, but this But this all other nothing can walk. I get the intention, but this all other nothing can swing back. Um. Okay, I think I know what you're saying. I get the intention, but this all or nothing type attitude, type mindset can swing back the other way at any moment. I agree. Um. The law of rhythm. People have a right to think what they want. And that I agree, too. Um, I'm not so much for censoring. I'm not so much for um, keeping people from speaking their mind, uh, speaking their truth, uh, but, but, but we're now also dealing with the idea of someone in a powerful position, uh, not just in our country, but in the world, um, actively saying things with the idea of creating dangerous and bad scenarios uh, as an outcome, and so, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with shut, shut down Twitter, shut down social media, um, and, and particularly for someone in that position uh, of that power. Um, we see the conversation on both sides and, and a little in the middle uh, in social media from the populace, from the average citizen, uh, uh, the average American, the average. Uh, observer in the world even Um, and we use some of the language we use some of the phraseology you know to make our point you know or in agreement or disagreement but I think a a, a person in in power in position of that sort and and again we can't ignore having access to all the computer codes for nuclear warfare on the planet Um, you have to shut that down you have to put that on mute. But I agree, people have a right to think what they want. Um, you know, people have a right to believe Santa Claus is real. But to what degree? And to what degree has a belief in Santa Claus, you know, then created dramatic uprising? You know, it, 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 it's a mind fuck, as they say. It, it's really something for thinkers to really... Process, And we would hope that these politicians would process or have thinkers um, assist them, advise them in thinking through this process. Cherie Thomas asked, does anyone think that social media has accelerated group think mentality? Absolutely. Again, you got a million followers. You got a blue dot. But you're talking about your booty. Are you talking about your breast? Are you talking about your penis? Are you talking about, you know, foolishness? And then underneath, applause, yes, agreement. But then you also have people who are somewhere in their feelings, in their own emotions, in their own self-esteem, in their own ego, and want to be seen, want to be recognized, want to be heard. It's no different than junior high, high school, elementary school. It's it's no different than the playing field. It's no different than recess. You know, it's just bigger, global now, and and a tad bit more dangerous. So if you can make a million dollars doing it, sharing it, posting it, then why can't I? My heart goes out to the parent. Parent of young children, my heart goes out to you. Parents of teenagers, my heart goes out to you. You all know my story. I knew in kindergarten I was never going to have children. It don't have nothing to do with being gay or being homosexual. I knew I would never have children. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the dynamics for it. My own background affects my whole attitude about having children, you know. But my heart goes out to people who have to explain, teach, teach, Educate, re-educate, you know, and it then have that pop cultural push, competition for what mom and daddy said. Okay, but it's on TV, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook. So yes, Cherie Thomas, yes, social media has accelerated groupthink mentality. Uh, if it's true on in in, in Facebook, it's true everywhere. To some people. And, and particularly to younger people. But I'm also amazed and shocked by older people, 50, 60, and older, who also are giving into conspiracy theorists' mind-think mentality. Um, we see that right now with the church and the angel, evangelical community, who pretty much wholesale got behind Donald Trump. And they're silent right now. I'm waiting to hear something from them right now about what's being demonstrated. So, yeah, the the, the uh, groupthink has existed in our society uh, since the creation of societies, but indeed has been fueled by technology applications and uh, social media for sure. The goddess. I know I'm slow on this chat, so y'all are going to have to forgive me and give me a moment to catch up. The Goddess Initiative. People say Trump and rich folks don't pay taxes. And this country was illegally founded by white men who didn't want to pay taxes. And they shed blood over it. These people listening to their ancestors, we better listen to ours. Where the lie? I can't find any fault in anything the sister wrote in this tweet, in this, in this uh, uh, text. You you, I agree with you, the goddess. I agree. Wholesale, I agree. And then brought in, you know, free labor. It, it wasn't free for us, you know, and it really wasn't free for them, but what they thought was free labor, you know, to, to sort of help them move that that process uh, forward. Now, Lakeisha Harris offers as someone who was arrested in a peaceful protest, I find myself being less optimistic where we find ourselves nationally and globally. Everything is being tested and tried in this physical realm. Um, again, ain't no lying with, in that Lakeisha. you right on point. you right on point and I don't know if you were here when I said it a little bit earlier, um, where are the healers? Where are the practitioners? Where are the, the black witches? Where are the witches? Where are the numerologists and the astrologers? Where, you know, because we, we have to, just like they created and recreated a reality that mirrored their false image, we have to create and recreate a reality that mirrors our authentic image. And that's why you and I, you know, and people like us have to keep pushing away, shedding away, shaving off the illusions that would otherwise attach itself to, to the very thing that gives us empowerment. So, yeah, I, this, where's the lie in what Lakeisha has, has on the screen? There's, everything is being tested, everything, all the way down to the personal level. And so, uh, I've created a new set of morning mantras, not just for myself, but for others who might um, otherwise find them useful. And they're really simple questions. For some of you, they'll be light work. For others, it'll be shadow work. So, you wake up in the morning... And you're in that moment of consciousness. Maybe you just put your feet on the floor. Some of you, that, that might be that moment of consciousness where you think about your day, what you have to do next, how you feel. At least you should be thinking about your day, what you have to do next, how you feel. And how you feel should really be first. How do you feel? How do you feel Do you love life? Do you love life? And breathe and allow the energy to move in and out of you. Do you love life? And if you can't say yes, if your response is not in affirmative, then you know that that's a cue for shadow work. And then you go to the next question. Are you happy to be here? Are you happy to be here? And part of the shadow work is questioning why. Why are you not happy? Why are you not happy to be here? And the more specific you can be, the better. Because having a no answer is a roadblock to a solution. Is a roadblock to a fix or, 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 or an application? So have an answer and have a realistic answer that can be looked at, that can address. Maybe you need to move. Maybe you need a new job. Maybe you need a new husband. Maybe you need a new wife. Maybe you need a new partner. Maybe you need to change how you think, how you feel, how you act, or how you interact. There are no wrong answers in shadow work. Just the mistake is not wanting to do it. The mistake is getting to the roadblock and quitting. The mistake in shadow work is not being uh, honest enough to even ask yourself the questions. And sometimes we're not ready in that moment to heal. Sometimes we're not ready in that moment to address. And, and that doesn't make your feelings wrong. Sit in your feelings. Identify your feelings. And then I ask, Are the ancestors still with you? Are the ancestors still with you? Are the ancestors still with you? They exist in your blood. They cannot be separated from you. And then, is God still in control? Is God still in control? Another way of asking or looking at that question, because in voodoo, we understand I and I, God and To be unified, to to be a whole, connected to our head, to Ori. Okay? So if God is not in control, you aren't either. Again, shadow work. And then that means asking deeper questions. And sometimes you have to move through, well, I don't feel like it. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm just tired. And be honest, be real about your feelings in that moment. But understand that weather is temporary. Weather is temporary. Sometimes the right thing, the right event, the right email, the right, you know, PayPal ping on your phone, your whole energy shifts. The right caller, the right visit, your whole energy shifts. And it reminds us how much it's, in our control, how much it's mental, how much it's spiritual, how much it's consciousness-based. And so that's why I call it weather. Uh, Greetings. um, Ashia, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, beloved. Greetings, greetings. Thank you so much, peace and blessings. Uh, Imani Sankofa agrees. Popular people are constantly using her content your content, my content, other people's content, constantly, constantly. It amazes me sometimes I can say the exact same thing and get 500 likes, you know, whereas the popularized person get 5 million, you know, and someone smaller, someone quieter, someone less tech savvy, someone less known goes unnoticed and understand that that's an illusion that's not real we can't make that personal we can't make that take that into our body you you can't digest that you know it has everything to do with algorithms it has everything to do with resources It has everything to do with money you know some of these popularized people got a dozen people operating a social media it's just one of me it's just one of you you know so it's easy to get, fall off. I remember, you know, in, in teaching my mom how to use a computer, and, and we get to that crossroads where you get frustrated, you get angry. Uh, I'm turning the computer off for today or maybe three days. You know, we would go through that uh, and then slowly come back at it, you know. So it's a learning process. It's a technical universe, but it's also a virtual, mental, emotional universe that we operate in, you know, every day. But yeah, they, they steal our content, use our content, uh, sometimes um sort of shadow your content. So they see you said A, B, and C. So now they have to go back and say E F G, you know, in response. But it has everything to do with your original